When, when was he wearing a shirt in this film? There were very few scenes. Yeah, on the construction oddly, site. Oddly enough, on the construction site, where you would think he would not want to wear a shirt. podcast i'm your humble co-host ween <laughs> i'm ray <laughs> i just pulled an evita on ray i was saying you definitely eva proned <laughs> us on this one yeah even <laughs> <laughs> peroned <laughs> we are coming at you via zoom with our good friend and guest star <laughs> <laughs> special guest lee Hello, it's me. Yay! <laughs> First time guest on this podcast, but frequenter of the Chicklet Book Club podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need to read books all the time. <laughs> so excited to be here. Triple Are you? The- <laughs> we only made you watch two bad movies. <laughs> but at least it was only like, what, three and a half hours of your life as opposed to, you know. How many however- a bad book would be? right <laughs> well spoiler one of them was not so bad actually so. yes agreed agreed yeah. the other one, one can die a thousand deaths in a fire oh yeah there's a certain <laughs> character that i would tra- travel back in time and kill him with a shovel yes um yeah. <laughs> uh, but we have uh, we have some uh so because it's still it's still but it's pride month guys it is the best month of the fucking year man best month of the year (laughs) um so we've got two delicious entrees um of butcher baker nightmare maker from 1981 and witchboard from 86 7 87 87 so not the most overtly, um, uh, you know, I mean, because there's obviously there's more movies that are out there that are more right. have, like it's not so much subtext, it's text. But so these were like more subtle. We wanted to kind of like dive into like it's like uh, on on target eighties subtext classic examples. Yes, classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and we were i was hoping to have the joe bob about butcher baker nightmare maker especially after i found the write-up of the episode because he talks so much about the 1980s and um gay culture and like in in relation to the movies and it makes yeah, so i, I would like to have seen that yes right thank you shutter for bringing that fucking episode down so and it's not streaming everywhere anywhere so we had to watch it on youtube which i'm pretty sure cut out a whole bunch of the gory stuff almost positive so yeah we did get to see a head decapitation by a log later on which was pretty awesome so. that was fun that was fun well <laughs> my friends hello hello lee yes what? <laughs> your, your pickle this week or whenever or Lately. ever 
Well, since it's Pride Month and the first weekend of June, this was Pride Month. So we had um, the big Pride celebration yesterday, the parade, mm-hmm. the big gay parade. Um, the gay was, parade, I love which it. I was in. And, I thought uh, it was called a parade. It's it's a parade. <laughs> so we're in it. So my pickle was very tickled. <laughs> By how many? I'm just kidding. <laughs> all the colors of the rainbow. Yes! <laughs> Taste the rainbow. Yes. I love it. I love it. And did and you saw um um our friend and co-host of CLBC, Veronica there also. Woot woot. Yay. Sure did. There's some actual, you know, visual evidence that, <laughs> that you guys were together. I saw pictures. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Miss um, Wayne, Miss Wayne, what tickles Well, I'll tell you. Um, I yesterday I treated myself, treat yourself, mm-hmm. uh, to a little uh, early birthday gift, and I got my eyelashes done. Nice. They're admittedly a little long, for, even for my taste. They're a little. <laughs> Like these, like via Zoom here, it doesn't look so bad, but like up close and personal, it's like, wow. <laughs> you know? It's a little scary. Like, like, like Venus flytraps. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like spiders. Even first time I saw my boyfriend, I was like, okay, you know, it's like, just to warn you, <laughs> I covered my eyes. I was like, it's just a little much. And he was like, whoa. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, True story. A a fruit fly has once upon a time gotten caught in the fake lashes. That was no fun. Gross. (laughs) Yeah, it was that cool. Um, but I do it for me. Small price to pay for confidence. It's just you know what it is. It's just like I I like to have the lash extensions put on because I don't like to wear makeup. I fucking hate it. And the only makeup I would wear is mascara, like all the time. So I'm like, that solves that problem. That seems right. simple to me. Right. So, but this was done by a new person. And after I finished, <laughs> I was like, whoa. A new person. She's like, I uh, would yes. be the longest she's ever had. Yes. And it was like, laughs. Oh my God. <laughs> a little much, but small price to pay for confidence. Can you trim them? I mean, no. Because they come to a point, right? It's not like a straight line, you know what I mean? Like a straight, yeah. It's it's like your natural hair, you know. It kind of like your hair follicle kind of yeah. comes to a point. So it would right. look weird if I was just like snip snip. <laughs> so we agreed that as they fall out with your natural lashes, yeah, yeah. So that you know, when I go back and get them you know, do the upkeep, we'll make them smaller gradually, but <laughs> a little yeah. much, but I love I it. I can't imagine that you like, you can take them out now. Like, no, cause they're glued, they're glued, they're glued to each in. individual lash. That's how, you know, it, yeah. and I was there for, uh, the initial, like, um, what you call it? Like application insertion, insertion. I know it's an hour per eye. Oh, because there's because you're lying there on a table and someone is sitting there with little like tweezers kind of and taking little and you know gluing each lash onto your lashes your natural lashes it is a process so you know did the person have um tiny hands (laughs) (laughs) 
No. Tawny hands, you know, small hands. It was like cabbage. No, but she did not brush her teeth that day. (laughs) 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 That's payback for two spit takes from last time. Noted. So the so the, the crying made it last a little longer. It did. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> like, and you know, they're right up on your face, right? Oh. So like <laughs> I was really smelling it. I was oh. trying to be like, and I can't open my eyes either. <laughs> so oh gross. Gross. That was fun. <laughs> I'm imagining that's what poor dentists have to deal with every fucking day. Oh, I know. I was like, am I the only one that brushes their teeth before they see the dentist? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do. Because right, because you want you want good grades, right? You want you right. you want to be told that like it's awesome. Some people are like, no, they're you're there to get your teeth clean. They're gonna clean it for you. I'm no, like, no, yeah, that's but- called a deep cleaning. Like- right. <laughs> Although with my, um, I do love my water pick. Does anybody use a water pick? I fucking love that thing. I think my mom got me one for Christmas along with this, this other thing that looks like a sex toy. Ooh, nice segue. (laughs) (laughs) It's a razor. Yeah. It's a razor. What? For what? For where? wherever okay. I opened the box and I looked at it <clears throat> and I looked at my mom and I because it you know looks like this when you open it it does look I was like, like a sex toy I literally looked at my mother and I said what the fuck is this I said did you <laughs> I said did you you did not I said did you buy me a fucking vibrator she's like what I go what she goes, it's, a, it's a box for your box <laughs> Well, no, it's a box. For, it's a box for the upkeep of my box. There you go. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, and she's like, "No, it's a razor," and I'm like, "Why the fuck?" So, yes, she um, All right. she, she did give me one of those. I haven't used it. <laughs> that was Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. But you give it two thumbs up then. Water picks. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's better than flossing. Oh. I use it after after I brush my teeth, and it helps like get stuff from in between your teeth. Oh. It's supposed to replace flossing, and it's basically like a power washer for your teeth. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. Sandblasting. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I remember, remember, like in the eighties, because when they came out with the water pick, and it was like on all the the television shows and stuff like that. Was like, oh, did you? You know, I'm using a water. Like it was like a big, you know, it was the 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 yeah, you know, big. You can buy them for forty bucks at Giant Eagle. Like seriously, like they're, yeah. But can you buy a, to- a sex toy slash razor at Giant Eagle? No, but you can buy a cock ring at Walgreens. Anyhow. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You can buy a cock ring at Walgreens. I know this because I had a friend who worked at the Cleveland Heights Walgreens. <laughs> and he had a little old lady come up to him and ask him where the cock rings were. And he's like, I didn't, one didn't, like, he literally had to call me afterwards. He's like, I can't. I didn't realize that was a medical device. It's, I believe it's over with the condoms and the lube. But yeah, they sell cock rings at Walgreens. And this little old lady was looking for one. It was an emergency. You know, there's just sometimes you got a fucking (laughs) cock ring emergency. You're like, I just need it. 
Well, I guess, you know, if, if, like her partner's been using probably like some sort of, you know, stimulant to keep it up. I mean, might as well get the get the most use out of it. Does it come with a forklift? <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them do. No. <laughs> <laughs> some have bow ties, um, oh as God. we found out um, on last uh, CLBC. Um, some have cool. bolo ties. Yeah, some have bolo ties. Oh, I have a comment about ties in um one of the movies. Um, yes, <laughs> thank you, Lee. I knew you would, Miss Ray. Yeah, what tickled your pickle? Um, that Lee's on the program for with us. Tonight. Yay! Yeah, because <laughs> I, I don't really have anything. I don't, I'm like it's, it's it's summer. It's beautiful outside. I don't know. Hey, man, it's Pride. Yeah, Pride Month. Um, yeah, awesome. That's it. That's it. Um, yeah. Um, let me think. I'm trying to think. There was something I was gonna, uh, but I, I'm, I'm not gonna bring it up now. Anyhow, um, all right. So we're not doing our trivia. <laughs> so because we usually do horror trivia, but we're not gonna do that. Yeah. What um, are we doing instead? Were we? Oh no! I do we want the little special thing now or before the movie that it's like re, you know, you know, related to? I want my present now. Okay. Gimme, well, gimme, then gimme, I guess gimme, we're gimme. Gonna, we're gonna do witchboard <laughs> first because I'm gonna tell you a little bit of the history of the fucking witchboard. Oh. Board. Hold on one yeah. second. My sister is texting because. Ouija or Ouija? Ouija. Ouija. <laughs> I love that that was uh, pointed out in the beginning of the movie. I do love that. Aside from the <laughs> blue collar comedy tour, the Civil War gave us a large number of depressing products, okay. such as spirit communication. Great. So, um, spirit communication had been happening uh, for a while. Um, like it had been like really what started the movement um which led into spiritualism uh there was two fox sisters maggie and kate fox and they lived in um believe massachusetts and they became popular right like shortly before the civil war um because they um proclaimed they had an ability to talk through to spirits through rapping um not like like not like like dropping <laughs> yo i'll tell you what i want <laughs> yeah like no no <laughs> they're dropping some bars no um by like like rapping on shit like you know is there some is there a ghost here rap one for yes two for no or whatever and they uh translated this into like asking spirits questions and so you'd ask them questions that could be like mostly yes or no questions so that way you could get and <laughs> And they would be like, so are you a girl or a boy? And, you know, if you're a girl, knock, you know, 12 times for yes or whatever. And, um, or once for yes and twice. And it's like, 12 times. 12 times. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> this kind of led into ways and devices of like getting in touch with, like taking that, that idea of putting the question out there to the spirit world and having them communicate back like a call and answer. Mm-hmm. So they started. I they wasn't. No one really knows where this first board was created, but um, it came like popped up in like sort uh, in summer camps and of course fucking Ohio, Ohio in like these summer camps where they found these kids using these spirit boards. 
And <clears throat> so this gentleman um, named, do, 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 found it there. Where is it? At? Was he a gentleman? Um, no. <laughs> uh, uh, his last name is Kennard, not Kennard, Kennard. Um, he decided that he was going to create this board and he was a oh, he, Kenner, like the toy. No, it's, no, it's K-E-N-N-A-R-D. Oh, Kennard. Got it. Yeah. And he decided he was a game. He was um, into the game manufacturing and he's like, well, we're going to take this seems to be like very popular idea and make it so that it's fun for the whole family to play. Because, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I think really what I was for the whole say. family. It's like, let's talk to ghosts. Right. All right. right. Yeah. Let's bring yeah. a demon into the world. Yeah. Right. I can't buy a pack of cigarettes yet, but I can summon a spirit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, really what they want is ages eight and up to this day. A Ouija board is for ages eight and up. Well, and a lot and what's super sad is they were using this board. So what they fun for the old family. Or, you know, to like figure out what happened to dad when he went away from the, for the to the war and never came back. Like that's what ended up becoming Billy Populars because like especially a lot of these women or in the kids, because it yeah. really came in like um, desperation. A lot of missing. Like, right. 1890. So you're thinking right. like a good a chunk like 20 years after the civil war and they're still like you know dad never came home and so they're wanting to and like old widows are wanting to you know get, get in touch with their um their dead husbands or relatives or sons daughters whatever um so somebody had a brilliant idea to further prey on the grieving yay yep. yeah exactly a um, time old tradition right capitalism exactly yeah. capitalism. so this um this Kennard goes into Baltimore and he meets Elijah Bond, who's a lawyer. And the two of them then travel onto the patent office in Washington, D.C. Uh, they show it to the first uh, patent clerk who says, I don't want to be a laughingstock. They get the, the chief clerk who says, if that contraption can spell out my name, then you've got your patent. Peter takes out the Ouija board. It spells his name. The, the chief clerk visibly shakes and says, okay, you've got your patent. So they all knew what the guy's last name was and they just spelled it out and he's like oh my god <laughs> mind so, blown yeah mind fucking blown cool dude they, um, they couldn't have possibly done it themselves they have to have been a spirit exactly exactly um okay but so the patent doesn't tell you why or how it works it just tells you that it works so the patent usually like when you put a patent i was like well how does it work that's part of you know registering a patent no no it just it works don't worry about it don't worry about it it works how whatever um it blows up not like fig not like literally literally but it figuratively blows up like it becomes really popular they go from one company to five in like a year manufacturing these stupid boards um and then at the same time, they're getting competition. Other board companies are creating their own Ouija boards with more words on them. Because you know how Ouija's has yes and no. Well, these were like, yes, no. Maybe so. Maybe. <laughs> Chicken. <laughs> stew. I don't know. Like, Reply <laughs> hazy. Try again. <laughs> <laughs> don't go to jail. Do not collect $200. Um, uh, so the real big height of it hits at about 1920s because you've got world war one again let's talk to some dead soldiers you yeah. have the jazz age 
and you have prohibition. So no one's got anything fucking better to do besides talk to ghosts, pretty much. Um, oh, and this is also in the time when people started solving crimes with yeah. Ouija boards, because why not? Why not? It works. Uh, it, <laughs> sure, sure. What was happening is they were like, this guy, the Ouija board told me this guy did it. And so they go to the police department and they're like, hey, arrest this guy. And they're like, the fuck are you talking about? But a Ouija board, like, People, they were just like finally had to stop people from like barred people from coming to the police departments because they would just be like, yeah, no, I don't like my neighbor. So he obviously killed that guy, you know, on Second Street last week, you know. Um, and in 1921, there was a woman who was being admitted to a mental hospital. Um, she claimed that the Ouija board told her she wasn't like she wasn't manic and she wasn't crazy uh, or mentally disturbed um, because a Ouija board told her to leave her dead mother in her living room for 15 days. So that happened. Uh, I believe she did end up being admitted to the hospital. Um, Cause they're like, listen, dude, uh, what? Um, here's another little fun fact. The founder <laughs> of Alcoholics Anonymous had a spook room in his house, literally called it a spook room. Yeah. And where he would contact. I didn't spirit- know about this. To help mm-hmm. him with his alcoholism. Yep. He said he used a Ouija board to build the 12 steps. Yep. Oh, in 1949. That's where that came from, folks. Yep. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is so, what people still know and use today. A lot of these facts, I listened, I re-listened to the dollop oh. episode about spirit <laughs> boards today. So a lot of this is from them. Um, in 1949, a boy and his family were, were playing because it is fun for the whole family. We're playing with a said Ouija board. And uh, a few days after he started getting, um, having weird, you know, um, weird symptoms that they couldn't explain, like debilitating symptoms. And the doctors had no, like, there's no recourse for them. Like they couldn't figure out what to do with him. So of course they called in a priest, you know, because he's obviously possessed by demons. Hence the exorcist. So... Uh, that, because if you remember from The Exorcist, Reagan plays the Ouija board and summons with Captain Howdy. And so Blatty got this whole story from this boy, supposedly in 1949, that was possessed by the dough. Um, as of 2001, so religious groups now are like, because of this whole thing, pretty much sparked off by the 1949 thing with the possession by the, de- the devil. Um, they start, you know, burning them you know yeah getting them together like a book burning but like a ouija, ouija board burning um catholic like um i guess like the catholic church has a, a specific like uh i don't think not catalog but like a like they say like if you bring up uh a ouija board to them their categorization is is like not good <laughs> okay cool thanks like could be harbinger of the devil like okay um, not just a, a fucking board game. Um, so by even still in 2001, fucking uh, 700 Club, uh, Pat Robertson claimed that. Yeah. He- <laughs> Love that, that guy. Still- is he still fucking alive? Y'all know? I think he's still alive. I isn't think he? he's still alive. He claimed that, that demons up. can reach out to us through the Ouija board. Of course they can. Yep. This is the best. So hold your fucking horses. Okay. In 1990, six soldiers, six NSA soldiers, went AWOL when the Ouija board that they had been using warned them of an 
an upcoming cataclysm. Um, they supposedly talked to a number of different um, historical figures through the Ouija board, uh, but their most um, the like the the one they talked to the most was a spirit named Sapphire. Just let that sink in. Six national security agents <laughs> were run off run off <laughs> because a ghost named sapphire told them of an upcoming uh cataclysm to which they then drove to florida to kill the antichrist <laughs> you can't pay for that amount of entertainment you can't. no no they were luckily stopped uh, by the police because of the a wall, and right. they're like, "So who is the Antichrist?" They're like, "We don't know. We just know that we're supposed to go there." All right. Okay. <laughs> All <Yeah>. right. <laughs> so, that being said, Fun now are you, totally, are you super spooked now? I'm super spooked. I don't know if you guys are. I'm um, super stoked. This is awesome. <laughs> so stupid. I've got I've got thirteen. <laughs> Um, 13 rules for Ouija board use. Okay. One, don't joke around. You can't, it has to be completely no joking allowed once you touch that planchette. No joking. Haha, ha, times are done. Haha. <laughs> you have to be intentional. So everybody's got to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're playing alone, which this movie told us not to play alone. But if you're right. playing alone, be very clear about where your headspace is at. Like, go and go and I'm going to ask some questions of Captain Howdy. And I better know, like, I'm, I'm serious about this. Serial man. Um, if the planchette starts to count down or go through all the, the letters, stop it immediately. It should be already be a red flag when the Ouija board starts moving wildly out of your control. But when it starts rapidly counting down or quickly moving through the letters, this means two things. The spirit can escape or you have contacted a demon or evil spirit. So. Oh, other signs are if the planchette makes a figure eight. Such an <laughs> or Europe is about to play. <laughs> Oh, here's another one. So the other side of the planchette is like mm -hmm. control. They make a figure or infinity sign if and if they identify as Zozo. Oh, right. Yeah. Don't believe everything being said. Spirits are mischievous. Never I can't. Never use a Ouija board in your home. You should find a neutral Go area. Go to the garage? What the fuck? <laughs> find a neutral area that is brimming with positive energy. Um, All right. Pro tip, don't use the board in a graveyard. This is just asking for trouble, and it won't that's, be very effective. That's the first place I would want to go to use it. Graveyards hold host to hundreds of spirits, and it will yeah. be very hard to have a proper conversation with one because they all want to butt in. Literally, Get that's the page. I didn't say that. Okay. Oh my god. Um, but... write th like write things down. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, have different conductors ready. Conductors are items that ghosts like to use to communicate, um, rather than the board. Just like we do, spirits have preferences in how they wish to communicate. Some common conductors include candles, scents, and liquids. Um, liquids. 
So if you jizz on the board, that's a good conductor for the ghost. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Man, this ghost has got to be so fucking hot and bothered. <laughs> great, con- great conductor of heat. <laughs> conductor of lube. Um, Don't whiz on the electric fence. <laughs> Don't whiz on the Ouija board. Um, <laughs> never burn a Ouija board. Never. Many become scared. Because then the you'll board. void the warranty. You'll void the noise, too. Um, <laughs> many become scared of the board, especially if they have interacted with a malicious spirit. However, if you want to destroy the board, you really shouldn't. Wonder what the fuck are you supposed to do with it? Um, whatever you do, don't burn the board. This can trap a spirit in the location. <laughs> Is that what you mean? <laughs> location of the session or where, where you burn it in. Uh, but, but which can make the spirit angry. The best thing you can do is store the board away for any other users. So the planchette should be stored away, but in a different, entirely different location. So throw it in the fucking bottom of the ocean. Wouldn't that be funny? In like twenty years, it's just a bunch of fucking Ouija boards at the bottom of the goddamn like sea. We all need Ouija boards like, down here. And bury always it in, <laughs> bury what? them in all, in completely opposite corners of Scotland, like William Wallace. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna take him down to Mar-a-Lago. Um, <laughs> always, always, always say goodbye. The last thing you should say when you wish to end a session is goodbye. And then this one is fucking. Mwah. This is the last one, and it is. Oh no, sorry. There's fucking. What the fuck? Um, sage the room when done, because we all have sage on hand just to sage our rooms afterwards. Um. But you don't have it in your kitchen cabinet. <laughs> just I'm spraying it around. Just... Oh, um, yes, I hate the way sage smells. I hate it when it burns. Well, you're going to have to suck it up for the next time you play. <laughs> yes. Fucking suck it up, man. Don't leave the planchette on the board. Leaving the planchette on the board is like leaving an open portal. A blank check for a world you do not understand to come and, as, and go as you please. And last, don't ask when you will die. <laughs> there you go guys there you go are those the official rules of the board <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be the same ones i i saw in different uh, oh my god yep yeah um if you want some more fun i would because i did not they have uh they go into the fox sisters quite a bit and it's very funny yeah. it's listen to the episode of the dollop uh, spirit boards is number 28 they're very and it's very funny interesting interesting yep so both of you what are your per do you what are your personal feelings if any about ouija boards have you ever used one played with it um would or would you or would you not what are your feelings about that we i'll let you go first because <laughs> mm-hmm. i have a story if you oh yeah. Um, I don't. You I... don't? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I remember playing with a Ouija board when I was a kid, like teenager. You know, in the craft years. Um, yes, 1996. <laughs> yeah, around that time. But mm-hmm. nothing really happened, you know. Same thing with like light as a feather. That's yes, like, yeah. Nothing happened. It was yeah. like fun and, you know, ooh, who are we going to contact? But yeah, nothing. Were you else. at a girl's sleepover? Yes. Oh, okay. There you go. See? All my friends were girls. Yay! And they still are. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
um i had some shitty friends um who uh i had a friend who lived in this house um she didn't have a toilet fyi they had an out house and they had running water but just didn't have a toilet inside so perfect i should tell you yeah it was a very old house and like it I mean they inherited it and they um they had just moved from colorado here to this area and uh i was probably 12 maybe yeah probably 12 maybe 11 i don't know i i cannot <laughs> drinking has really screwed my fucking memory man um <laughs> and uh it, i remember like we the three there's like two other friends and and the girl who whose parents own the house and who or you know who lived in the house and then another friend of ours and myself we were over there and they were telling like oh and her name was i don't fucking care her name was rosemary and she was like um hey you know i found these creepy letters in my attic in the attic upstairs and so we go through these letters and they're like fucking creepy like they're old and they look you know they and they're kind of ominous and she's like and i'm gonna like having these weird like i see this person and looking out the window like looking out the window at me when i'm outside playing like whoa she was i you know would you guys be willing to do you know the ouija board with me and so we do and you know it's really fucking scary and we're convinced that there's a ghost in our house and i mean there's like these letters and you know she's you know claims that she saw something and and come to find out the two were fucking with me they had created these letters <gasps> and they didn't look oh! all, I mean, looking back at it i don't know if i would do that to somebody else but like i was like well you know you're a dick but that's kind of funny like yeah like it was like they had me scared so fucking like and we all just stay there we all just, we were a sleepover we were staying there overnight and there's fucking spook house we can spook rooms. <laughs> so but we like you know the chat was like you know moving and no no one's moving it like okay but yeah so i have shitty friends damn yeah <laughs> surprised that i'm not more of a dick now that I am, you know, I could have been more of a dick, but now the days. I mean, I'm pretty much an asshole, but not that bad. Not that bad. So, yeah. Um. Otherwise, I think it's a piece of shit. I think that people like most. I mean, I think people. I don't know. I just. I. The, the, the I think it's stupid if you're like thinking that it's something evil. And I also, on the other side, thinking, I'm like, it's not fun either. It's like, it, leave the fucking ghosts alone. I mean, I don't believe in ghosts, but it's like, leave them alone. That's not what they wanted. Like, spend the whole fucking afterlife talking to your dumb ass. No, get the fuck out of here. No. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's why I never understood, like, these ghost hunters or, like, you know, people wanting to get in touch with their, their dead relatives. You just want your fucking aunt, like, hanging over your shoulder and, like, that's her limbo for the rest of your life? Get the fuck out of here. I'd rather, you know, not that happen to her. Uh, I don't want that to happen to me. Just be sitting there having to watch someone jerk off for like fucking all my whole life. So no, thank you. Right. No. Cool. I don't want that. Anyhow. What? <laughs> no. I mean, I guess it was. If not, not everybody that I knew, like, you know, get to sit around and watch like fucking Chris Hemsworth ch check off. <laughs> okay. But uh, limbo's good then. Um, Cool. Well, then I'm guessing, well, we don't really have to go start with which word. We can start with whatever one you want. I mean, I, I'm i going to probably fucking rage about the one, so. All right, let's do which word first. Okay. Since we, since we already kind of touched on it. Okay. And we have less complaints about. <laughs> Content. Yes. Yeah. 
All right, we will be back in two and two. And we're back. We're back, bitches. <laughs> Love it. Uh, uh, so we're going to start with Witchboard, which I think we all enjoyed. Um, I mean, I'm not going to speak for Lee, but I, I, I thought that this might have been the one that you actually did like. Yeah. 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 Same. Yar. <laughs> Yar. It was, it was yeah. fun. It was it's, fun. It's, it is very fun. It's very fun. Um, yeah. Uh, night rated R, nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, because we get we get bush and we get fucking titties in this. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. all over and and interchanging nail polish. Um, <laughs> and, and at one point cuts on her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, nineteen eighty seven. Uh, one hour thirty four minutes. Rotten Tomatoes. Um, critic score fifty percent. Audience score forty percent. Oh, oh, I know. It's like I didn't think it was that bad. It, it uh, you know, it could be like, it could be you know everything that's sort of kind of gay is rated so low by you know white men, gay people. Because we yeah. noticed that Lee, when we were doing um, Last of Us, like the one of the best episodes in this in the season is the episode with the two with uh the two gay characters and it's mostly their it's like a total like offshoot off of the main um theme of the movie or the show and the game and it's so fucking good and it is one of the lowest of this of the season because you Hmm. know gay guys so uh interestingly i was just reading on uh release date in theaters new year's eve 1986 right wow fascinating um this hold on one second i'm just pulling up some trivia i really don't need it since joe bob was pretty like um the biggest piece of no ween did you watch the joe bob on this no because i thought it was pulled no no butcher baker was but there was a joe bob on on oh which oh damn Mm -hmm. no i wish i would have so okay so uh the He's biggest fun thing, facts <laughs> fun facts is tony katane can we uh, you know what i'm just gonna throw it out there as a little tri- bit of trivia who do you think tony katane was dating at this time during the filming the director nope really nope it's someone who i mean knowing who he ended up marrying and murdering not a big surprise i'm still gonna be surprised oj simpson what yep he would come to set yep Yep. wow now that like look back like she does look a little bit like i mean she looks very similar they have very similar facial features to nicole brown um yeah yeah wow yeah yeah she had a little dog on set that he gave her and yeah Hmm. Yeah. well well, i mean they didn't date long because she ended up uh marrying the um uh what the fuck is his name from um uh white snake um the lead singer of white snake Uh, because that's what she went went on after this is to right the um, year a year later she was in that music video yep and then she Um, she became a household name after that 
Yeah, yeah, from Rise and Uncle. Because of that music video. Yep. Yeah. And unfortunately, she died during the pandemic. Um, what Joe Bob says is because she was still doing drugs. Like in her heart, just she had a heart attack related to drug use. Mm, that's yeah. Um so uh Kevin Tenney um started at USC. Uh he's the director of this, and uh he wrote the scene, uh, uh the um the sheetrock scene actually, uh where because he used to work constructions, so where Floyd gets um Lloyd, sorry, I want to come Floyd. Lloyd gets killed by the sheetrock. He wrote that while at USC. So he didn't know what the rest of the movie was gonna be, but he he wrote that scene then. Um and uh let's see he started usc but he ended up actually quitting because he ended up getting a uh three picture deal with ivan reitman to like shoot for him so he's like fuck this wow you to finish school and he did and he didn't um he um let's see uh da, da, da. um he produced uh brain dead actually which is very funny um i'm looking through my notes here um we were supposed to get a scene of david's death um to kind of like uh give a little bit more depth to that character but that was cut mm. um let's see so um Connie Katane did all of her own stunts um Rosemary who is the landlady <gasps> yay I love her he had a 90 year career in Hollywood she started yes, as a baby and yeah. she was up until the teens, uh, he in two thousands, um, was still working. Uh, she mm-hmm. was she headlined vaudeville. Um, she was actually connected to Bugsy Siegel, like that's how she kind of got some jobs. Um, I'm looking to see if there's anything else. Um, the the character of Malfato was actually played played by played by the onset photographer. Um, <laughs> okay, just like you look spooky. <laughs> Yeah, right. Just grow um, your hair out here out a little more, and we'll put some nails on you. It'll be great. Yeah, done and done skis. So <laughs> this was on a budget of two million, and they ended up making seven point three. So and um, they That's went on bad. to make, yeah, they went on to they made their money back, so they went on to make two more movies. Yes, um, I saw that they were they were sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I wonder how bad they are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Stephen Nichols, um, who um, uh, da, 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 he's the one who plays. I'm sorry, Ted Allen, who plays Jim, was um, from you know mostly a lot of people know him more recently from Friday Night Lights. Um, he also played do- the do- um, Dollar Bill, uh, the slaveholder from um, Django Unchained, and um, he was actually like a heavy, like he was a. Um, like a, some sort of fighter i want to say an mma fighter maybe um and steven nichols who plays um brandon um was a big soap opera star like he yeah, days of our lives yeah mm-hmm. days of our lives as that Pat hair oh yeah that hair yeah. <laughs> Pat, i mean this is yeah this is whew. that floofy hair it was parted like way over on the side like that and it was like getting in the way all the time and like uh-huh. but it was but it was too long in the back and, ugh. Oh, I mean, it was Mullet City. That's Jim's yeah. was so thick. At one point, I was like, "Is that a fucking wig?" Like it was right. in the back. It looked like a wig. Um, that's really all I've got for Joe Bob's notes. Um, so, um, my first note, however, about this movie is there's more chemistry between Brandon and Jim than there is between Jim and Linda. Like, 
it's pretty sad but it's, it's true immediate yes. immediate like you know there's something like the the you know the vitriol between them the two of them immediately like you're like something big had to have happened like yeah for them to be this angry at one another yeah so they're at a party at jim and linda's and brandon is being a particular douche to jim specifically like after everything he says it's like such douchebaggery well what fucking convo do you start i mean like the, who has these con- this conversation at a fucking party about like what was it about the bible and oh like, don't you believe in god and he's like no and yeah i mean that's what i do i usually go to parties and be like hey what are your religious beliefs can we talk about them right he doesn't believe in god or the devil but he believes in spirits okay right and but but you had to have some kind of catalyst to bring up the ouija board right you know or the fact that he talks talks to the spirit named david oh my next Meanwhile, was, yeah no, go ahead well is it like you could just i mean i said brendan and jim must have had a beef because there is some serious tension here yeah. serious um also what the fuck is this hairdo that tawny katane has in this <laughs> scene? it's just kind of sprayed back <laughs> it's like a helmet yeah it looks like a helmet it's really bad it's like those uh fdls people like the the ones that yeah the, the out in utah that wear the prairie dresses that's what's kind of like yeah what she's got going on uh jim is all butthurt because brandon keeps making fun of him like ripping on him and he's like he's kind of fucking had it but then brandon wants to bring the ouija board in and kind of show how he's taught he talks to the spirit of a 10 year old named david so he and linda linda oh my god the shit on the ouija board is this before is this while um wait this is first when jim dons a pretty much downs a whole bottle of fucking whiskey just about yes yeah yeah um <laughs> but yeah they've got to, like <laughs> they've got to touch knees and it has to be a man and a woman i was like dude why don't you be just be like uh i also have to be able to see your vagina at this time right. you have to have one of your tits hanging out of your dress right i have to have my pants unzipped and be constantly masturbating this whole yeah. time you have <laughs> in order for it to work you have to touch my penis like just stay there i have to reach climax <laughs> my, my penis, my penis a... is the planchette <laughs> i need to shoot so that way it lubricates the board and it's a connector right. for the spirit oh god <laughs> oh yeah i was like whatever dude whatever um then like he's going on and on about how it all works and um i guess and he's like super serious about it though he's super serial (laughs) well the board was made the day david died i'm like what how the fuck do you know that like how can you possibly know that yes david told me (laughs) it's true true. dude you're using my board what right <laughs> what a fun fact i died and made this board <laughs> that's my my joy my planchette <laughs> that's my planchette <laughs> touch my planchette that's gonna be my next next time i have a sex like, just touch my planchette oh man <laughs> hold on i gotta look up this the lyrics to this song there's a drag queen 
one of my favorites named Sharon Needles from uh, RuPaul's season four of RuPaul's Drag Race, who has one of her songs is called uh, Call Me on the Ouija Board. I got to look up the lyrics to the song. It's got to be great. I'll listen to it. Um, I'll just keep going while you guys are looking up these lyrics. Um, I mean, okay, so when they actually start using the planchette and they're moving around, all we see is like from chest level down and it's on their left. So it just looks like she's jerking them off. That's all because they're just, their hands are moving back and forth. And I was like, this, this looks like she's fucking jerking them off this whole time. And yeah, um, yeah. And he's giving her these looks like he's enjoying it. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Um, um, this guy, so Brendan to me is the guy that comes to the party and brings a guitar. Like, he brought this Ouija board to play. Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, oh, let me serenade you with my sweet spirit magic. Like, ooh, here we go. Place your fingers on the board and tell me what you'll do to me. I will spell a fantasy and cast a spell of ecstasy. A little touch of magic in this world obsessed with science. Science! I'll be your Carol Ann. I'll be your pentagram. Let's dabble in the black arts. This is not a game. Let me spell my name. I don't like that lyric. I didn't say they were good lyrics. I was like, that little girl died. Uh, Yeah. In real life. Yeah. <laughs> God. I, I love it. Anyway. Love it. Um, oh, let's see. Um, so they contact David. David blows out Brandon's stuff. No, David gets pissed off at Jim and blows out uh uh Brandon's tire on his sweet um the fuck was that no they they hear it they hear an explosion outside as they're all inside and um the tire on brandon's car on brandon's sweet fucking ride gets slashed and then they all go outside and brandon and jen get into it because brandon's all pissed off that it's jim's fault but jim was like i didn't do this and he's like no the spirit did he's pissed at me because of you and some shit and they get into not quite a fist fight, but they're super close. Oh, they are like almost fisty cuffs. <laughs> they're yeah, they're in close contact. Yes, they're yeah. I just mwah, mwah. um, the the car in in is actually the producer's car. So oh, producer okay. had just purchased that car. I Joe Bob said what kind of car it was. I'm like, I'm not a car person. I know like one car, and because my boss is husband has one it's a mclaren that's the only like the expensive car i know um and i guess now all these youtubers have mclarens and fucking lambos okay all right <laughs> good for them you're 16 okay um right. what do you know about the world fuck you <laughs> um let's see so the, you know everyone leaves um uh, Brandon leaves the 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 board at the at the party. He leaves his guitar. Oops, and, yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> like now. Do you think he did this on purpose or or by yes. accident? Yes. That just to have an excuse to call into. He again. definitely pulled a George Costanza. Yes. Yes. Yep. Um. And then 
you know, Tommy, like, so there's so many fucking jump scares in this movie. Most of it oh, is yeah. like Jim come up on Tawny Katane on Linda and be like, boo. Cool, dude. Cool. Jim is mostly the culprit, but honestly, it's kind of funny. Because... <laughs> also, how does he not have whiskey dick from drinking a whole fucking bottle of whiskey? Because he's young. <laughs> he's raring to go. Um, It doesn't affect you much when you're that young. I guess. What uh, would you peg everybody at? What age would you peg everybody? Like, because the, the, uh, the, uh, Brandon and uh, Linda were still going to school. Yeah, the oldest, oldest looking college students I've ever seen. Thank you. They look 40, but yeah. I think they're supposed to be 22, 3. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think they didn't also trust a lot. Of, like, it's really interesting. I don't think they trusted a lot of, like, young kids to do, like, that would have been that age to carry a movie when they totally could. I guess it just depends because like like the other movie um I think that kid looked like he was 17 years old. Yeah. Yeah. He they all those kids, those kids looked age appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, these look like the like 40-year-old, 22-year-olds. As they often do. But what do you Also big do? hair and makeup and and everybody's smoking. Everybody's smoking. Oh, Inside yeah. In, in doctor's offices everybody's in hospitals smoking. right yeah hospitals. <laughs> you can um, smoke in a hospital once upon a time isn't that fuck crazy yeah like it's in crazy Congress. to think about right um <laughs> so tawny i keep calling her tawny because i couldn't remember her fucking name linda, linda starts using the linda starts using the board by herself man which is one of the things, in fairness, that Brandon warned against. You're not supposed to do it. <laughs> not supposed to do it by yourself Mm-mm. because then you'll be susceptible. Yes. Um. Which, all right. Um. But she, yeah, she uses the board to talk to David because she, like, I don't know. She. She wants this ghost to be her son so fucking bad. Like yeah. I don't understand. She literally asked, "Do you want to? Do you want? Do you want us to be your parents?" And it was like, "Fucking stole cold." Nope. Oh nope. no! Right, because she got a the classic on her answering. Oh, an answering machine. Do you remember having an answering machine like that? I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the fucking VCR your that test was results are in. Yeah, your test results are in from the doctor's office. Please call us back at whatever time. Um, and so she goes to the Ouija, Ouija board and ta- talks to David. And she's like, "Do you, um, there was also some touch on the subject of reincarnation. That yeah. spirits get to be reborn into new whatever. So I think she was trying to connect that and yeah. say like, you know, do you, do you want me to be your mommy? Basically. Um, and the kid is like, nah. Sound like Jim. No, bro. No. <laughs> and Jim seems like yeah, a douche. So, so she she was contacting her medical provider in the Ouija board. Exactly. <laughs> Trusted professional. <laughs> David. Dr. David. <laughs> and then David is kind enough to tell her where she left her her wet her engagement ring, I guess. Like, just a diamond ring. It, they were engaged. It was just a diamond ring that she had. And it was down the drain. And she all of a sudden becomes a plumber, man. She plums that 
that fucking sink and finds that that ring. Plums. Plums it. Mm-hmm. It's a metaphor. <laughs> it's a metaphor. Which these nails, girl. Wow. These claws. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, I I can't handle long nails. It makes no. me grossed out a little bit. I, I'm not. Yeah. They're fine. I mean, I don't care. You do you, but like, I don't think I can do to. I could. I can't have them because it bothers me. But yeah. I always think of like how much poops underneath all those nails. Exactly. <laughs> how are you wiping yourself? How is that? Like, po- how? How? How are you wiping yourself? Yeah. <laughs> please, please, please. Never thought about that digitally. <laughs> yeah, whenever it's I see like, like like TikToks and you see those like girls like opening things with those little like, nails, I'm like whoa, or like cooking with them, I'm like no. Nope. Or one of my favorite things is texting, and they're like oh. they really have to like bend their finger up to yeah. not. Like... Yeah, and it just says, like clickety 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 clickety. Clackety. Yeah. I don't know if that was picking it up or not. No, but it's huh? like... Yeah. But uh I remember being once upon a time I was in when I was uh, going to paralegal school, um, we were in a typing class and I finished early because I was a fast type I was a decent typer. And this girl next to me was like, and this was a vocational school in downtown Cleveland. This was not like college. Right. Right. <laughs> And this girl next to me was like, can you finish the assignment for me? And, and her nails were like that. Yes, she was studying to be a court reporter. Oh, jeez. So I was like, nah. <laughs> Your Honor, can you finish this this up for me? <laughs> like, girl, you I gotta need go to figure the out how to not fucking type with those. Correctly. Right. Like, girl, you need to, you need to fucking figure that this, the hell out. Figure it out. Gross. Your honor. Um oh. <laughs> here's to honor. To get an honor and stay in honor. Honor, I hardly know her. And um, if you can't come in or come on her. Oh anyway. <laughs> that was a toast we used to do back in back in the day. <laughs> back in grade school. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was fun. All good fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we, we transitioned to the construction site and yeah. this conversation between uh, Lloyd and uh, Jim about Brandon. And he says he's as clever as a bag full of doorknobs. I like that. I'm not going to lie. Good. I liked it. Um, um, I learned that Jim and Brandon used to be friends and Jim had been in med school. And obviously it's not because he's no. like the construction foreman or whatever. So they're taking their break. They're chit-chatting or whatever. And Lloyd like kind of leans back and all of a sudden, well, first of all, uh, Jim can't find his hammer, which has a hatchet on the end yeah. instead of a, instead of that curve to like, you know, pull up nails. Nail, yeah. It has a hatchet on the end of it, which, okay. Um, I mean, but he can't find it. Like- it makes honestly it makes sense to me, but like I've seen them before, but I mean, yeah, seems dangerous. Uh, <laughs> you know, you got the upstroke, you know, when you're banging the hammer, that just seems all mm-hmm. too close, like too close to my face, <laughs> too sharp object, too close to my face. Uh, this is asking for an accident. 
So, well, someone someone finds that sharp end of that. The they sure the do. Yeah. So, so Lloyd leans back, and they keep like, the camera keeps panning up to a bunch of sheetrock that's on top of this roof that's ill uh, affixed, and all of a sudden, boom! Uh, the she- like three three layers of sheetrock bash Lloyd in the face. Yep, and, and he's it crushes his head. Yeah. He is dead, dead, dead skis. Crush your head. Crush, crushing your head. Blood um, and gore. Yeah, I mean, yes. oh, what blood and gore we have here. Ooh. Um, and he's dead, dead, dead skis. Uh, so the, in response, Jim decides to go home and be a fucking asshole to his yeah. girlfriend. So he comes in and, she, and he's again, scares her again because that's what he does. Yeah. But then um, she flips the fuck out. Yeah, she goes from like zero to holy crap, bitch, in like sixty. Right, seconds. she's like, Jesus, Jim, fuck, and he's yeah. like, Whoa, you kiss your mom with that mouth. Yeah, he's like <laughs> language. I'm like, What? He's the one that's <laughs> patronizing bullshit. Is this? I know. And then she's like, What the fuck is wrong with you? He's like, well, Lloyd's dead. And I was like, Why did you lead with that asshole? How about right, men? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, her next her um, she says something about I think it's here yeah construction I, I never wanted you working that job anyhow it's so dangerous I'm like not normally like there's not normally that many accidents on construction sites because they there are like right you have to if there are safety things like you know OSHA right. and things like that so I mean they're can be is it more dangerous than like than being a doctor yeah. yeah that no that's sure but <laughs> right than yeah. being a doctor i mean like okay like for a guy that was supposed to go to med school it's a dangerous job sure yeah but yeah yeah i mean not gonna how many <laughs> you're probably not gonna see as many hammer axes in, as, a, as a doctor than you would as like construction co- you know worker but okay tawny um delicate hands <laughs> you know i mean maybe scalpels but that's about it um also so they go to this this funeral and linda tawny katane looks fucking gorgeous in this scene with that fucking funeral fedora she's got on she looks fucking gorgeous in this entire movie yeah that hair wow yeah. but i love that funeral fedora i kind of wanted one for yeah like two seconds yeah yeah um but they've they are visited by the weirdest detective on the planet. The derpiest cop. He <laughs> starts talking about Siegfried and Roy and magic. And I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck are you? T-? He's eating oranges. I'm like, I don't. Okay. Those are choices, man. I'm, I'm assuming those weren't in the script, that oranges thing. And that's just something he does. Cool. Lieutenant cool. Dewhurst. <laughs> that's right. Dewhurst. Doofus. <laughs> Lieutenant Doofus. Um, I loved how he says I'm a homicide detective and Linda's <laughs> like well how do you defuse bombs <laughs> I, was, I was like where did that oh no, because he no. because he said he said I'm a homicide detective but I also I'm also a bomb defuser and something else oh he did I missed yeah. that yeah <laughs> it's like okay yeah. <laughs> very but specific then, right <laughs> But even so, yeah, even so, she's like, like well, even so, she was like, how do you defuse a bomb? And he's like, I don't know. I haven't had to do it yet. Great. <laughs> I feel very safe. 
<laughs> Hasn't come up yet. <laughs> he shows up at the most inopportune times. Let's just yeah. say that. He's a, he's a gem. He's gift to the movie. No, the gift to the movie is fucking coming up. And I will stand. Um, yep. I stand okay. this person. I stand this person hard. Anyhow. Um, do, do, do. So yeah, they're like, why are you investigating Lloyd's death? It was an accident. And he says, well, because the ropes were cut, that were holding the sheetrock in place were cut with that same hammer axe that you are missing. The axe hammer. The axe hammer. <laughs> hacks. The hacks you were... <laughs> Yeah, Haxamer. No, Hax. Okay. Anyhow, <laughs> um, trying to trying to make it work. Anyhow, um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, this and then we get this conversation between Brandon and Linda on the phone, and this to me was a huge. Uh, I wrote it down. Where did I write it down? Oh, oh and it. Brandon's place, by the way, was so Art Deco. Oh, right. right? It was. It had like that faux those like faux glass uh cubes you know yes stacked on one on one another as like when in place of windows it was so like neon everywhere it was fucking the 80s barfed on it it's fine yeah Yeah. the 80s barfed on a lot of this um but this is a conversation um brandon tells um linda that jim has ice in his veins and I found this article that says, like, Brandon is the one who tells Lin- Linda that Jim has never been able to cry for anyone, even those who have died and been close to him, which seems like an intimate detail for Brandon to know and for Linda not to know. Yeah. Are you, like, are you reading the same article I was? Possibly. I wonder. I sent it to you. Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that might be why. Yeah. Yeah. I made a note next to that, too. Yeah, I was like, this WTF. Yeah. <laughs> They've been dating for two years. Right. So, like, I would assume other things have happened that had been emotional for him. And the fact that he didn't, like, I, you know, I mean, Lloyd was a very close friend and that he's not. They were like brothers. Mm-hmm. And then we, well, because very, very soon after, um, he fucking Han Solo's her. So, I mean, we'll get there, but he fucking Han Solo's her hard in this movie. A couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Several um, times. Oh, actually, it is here. Um, he did in the beginning at the party. Yeah, she's like, I love you. And he's like, I know. I'm like, whoa. All right. I see you. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then she tells him about that she's that she's pregnant. Uh, and he's happy, like they're. He's very. He looks very happy to be. Yeah, you know, he's not overjoyed, no, but, but he's, he's happier like, than cool. someone who has ice in his veins would be. Right. So to me, that like it's not about. Well, because she thinks that she's starting to be affected by this spirit, as we'll find out later. But she's, you know, kind of not herself, and she's acting a little weird, and she's having morning sickness, and so she assumes that you know, and apart from the doctor's office call which she hasn't called back yet she assumes she puts two and two together and kind of figures that she's probably pregnant and he's like well that's why you feel fucking weird you're right. pregnant it's right. no bigs which yeah. you know was cool and apropos of him i think and he's like you're not crazy you're just pregs hormones yeah, but <laughs> but like again he's he's happier about being a father yeah than he is with being with her yeah and she um, says I love you. And he says, I know. 
And she said, I know you love me too, even though you don't think you do, or you feel you can't say it. I know you do. And it's like, well. <laughs> so romantic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so put it in writing <laughs> right write it down bitch um so it, she tells um david that she's giving the board back to brandon and david's like well no no that's not happening so he frightens her with a knife and ketchup in the kitchen and locks yeah. her in the house okay which at first i did not understand up until this point here that this was not some mansion they were living in that they that, that they apartment? were living in an apartment yeah oh. i thought i because i was like how the fuck did they have this house how in the fuck but then yeah then i realized it was an apartment at this yeah. point I was like okay that makes more sense um <laughs> so uh at the same time brandon is visiting jim on a construction site because he's worried about linda um and he says, when someone uses a Ouija alone, it's ex- they're extremely uh, susceptible to progressive entrapment. I mean, <laughs> you know, their their rates, right? <laughs> It'll trap you. Insurance rates, get it? Okay. <laughs> I'll see myself out. Oh my god. Uh, mm, mm. Um, um, yeah, Brandon is like super worried and like legit concerned, and Jim is not taking this seriously. Neither would I. <laughs> no no and he's like um, i want to i want to bring in a, a medium to clear you know right clear out david vacuum up some david right um, and jim's like the fuck you are <laughs> this is where i wrote this argument doesn't feel like like this is about linda this feels a lot like a lover's fight a former lover's fight like that's what this i mean this is also where we get the you're gonna walk away from linda like you did school just like you did your parents just like you did dot 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 ah! mm-hmm. mm. um in that same article they were saying actually this is the message of which board wants to convey to the general audience there's ton of evidence to back up a reading of that jim and brandon are not actually fighting over a mutual affection for linda particularly when you consider how linda plays such a distant third place in terms of character depth and development it seems particularly plausible that jim and brandon are upset because they are attracted to one another and have no way to express it i mean this scene to me was like hello that's yeah. i mean brandon says it brandon says that um and i have a feeling that if in a perfect world where this movie was remade and I got all my, you know, I had my druthers met would be like, he left med school and he, you know, he was still in that mindset. He can't be loved and can't love anybody. And Brandon probably told Jim, I love you. And he didn't, he didn't reciprocate and went off to med school. That's in my head. That's in the fan fiction that I'm writing currently. I was going to say, (laughs) yep. In our fan fiction life. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you guys a links later. Um, so enter my fucking favorite character. Me too. Ugh. Arabeth the fucking medium. She's Oh, I thought you were talking about the landlady. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> She's my favorite just because up, I grew up like I grew up with Nick at night. So uh-huh. I watched the Dick Van Dyke show like a lot. So oh. Well, Joe Bob kept going, why the fuck is she in this movie? And I was like, yeah, I get it. Um, She's like straight out of Ghostbusters. 
<laughs> yeah. I was like, um, so no, Arabeth. I fucking loved Arabeth so hard. Zarabeth. Zarabeth. Um, with a Z. Yeah, I wrote Arabeth first, and um, okay, okay. She <laughs> was fun talk- though. Okay, let's talk some ghosts. Like, I'm gonna use that from now on whenever I start a conversation with somebody or start a meeting. Okay, let's talk to some ghosts. <laughs> um, so they try to uh, they attempt to exercise David, but something happens. I don't. Some bells rang and some hands got knocked over i was like okay. and uh they think they did they think yeah. that you know david's spirit was channeled via this um Zarabeth, um and they told david that he has to leave and so he did voluntarily and then there's this like you know some gust of wind you know hadouken whatever the fuck happens in their apartment um and they think you know, David has left and then he's gone and everything's cool. And Brandon's going to take his Ouija, Ouija board back and everything's chill. But on the way to back home, Zarabeth is talking to Brandon and is like, you know, there was something funny about that. You know, do you know what, um, what was it? Well, she first asked if David was Portuguese. Yeah. And he's like, no, he was like an eight year old boy from here. And she's like, "You sure he was eight? Like, I, he was real powerful. Like, I like he was he was tougher, or he was like he was pretty like he was a toughie." And he kept she got the name Malfader from Malfader, him. right? And he said, "What was the definition he gave of Malfader? I can't remember, but it's Portuguese, I believe." Yeah. Um, and uh, so she's like, "Well, I'll do my Nancy Drew shit and like figure it out." Yeah. She's like, um super valley girl like socal like whoa dude like she's the female version no, of, she's like she's socal punk like it was yeah. the, the punk scene at that time well yeah i was gonna say that or like T- ted theodore logan like she's very much like Bill yeah um uh, um she gets home and she get changes into her goth witch outfit yeah <laughs> <laughs> her lacy stevie nicks look looking thing. i love it uh that's she gets she gets her outfit to be murdered in let's just say yeah. that because we got the the axe hammers back um axe it- hammer <laughs> also the most uh brutal of the deaths i thought agreed 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 she was hatcheted she her throat was slit with this hatchet Mm -hmm. and then she's force thrown yeeted out of this window second floor um, glass yeah second floor glass through and is impaled on this art deco piece of shit razor looking thing like sundial looks like a sundial yeah it, it looks like a sundial yeah, yeah. He definitely he looked like the thing that morgan fairchild got like impaled on and yeah the ice yeah. sculpture infinity spire yeah <clears throat> yeah it's like it's so sad you get this cool character and it's like oh but she did okay yeah she lasts for about 10 minutes of the movie i yeah. enjoyed her i thought she was punk she's cute she's um she she's on the last uh in search of darkness documentary because she's you know oh she, yeah yeah, she's was this wasn't just her only like 
um, horror movie. But uh, she's, no, she's been she's pretty been much that character in real life. Like that's not yeah. it's pretty true to form. Like she's kind of like she seems like a cool person, but like very very like whoa, dude, whoa, <laughs> cool. Uh, Typecast. Still a working actress. She still she does voice out over work for a lot of cartoons. That's what she's she's a voice actor pretty much anymore. Um, uh, My dream see. career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, um. <laughs> I missed the train on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all getting taken up by regular, you know, regular um, fucking Seth Rogen and Chris Chris Pratt. It's a me, Mario. Sorry, I'm so <laughs> angry about that. <laughs> um, uh, Brandon comes to see Jim because he's heard that Zarabeth is dead because it was on the radio. Yeah, he's like, well, I got to figure out what the fuck's going on. So we get. There's also a lot of this movie this, where there's people on that shirts on. This scene in particular was where I was like, okay, subtext red, got it. Yeah. Because they're the scene between Brandon and Jim. Like, Jim is uh, shirtless. Well, like, he, he does has an shirt open on. shirt on, he but it's like open. It no. I was thank surprised you. that he put a shirt on. <laughs> yeah. I. I'm glad he did not. <laughs> I was completely fine with that. Like he has. What, you, what is it. your opinion, Lee? Do you like a little chest hair or no? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. just a little bit. I enjoyed. I really enjoyed Jim and his co-star chest hair during this film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. When when was he wearing a shirt in this film? <laughs> there were very few scenes. Yeah, on the construction. Oddly, site. oddly enough, on the construction site, where you would think he would not want to wear a shirt, right? It'd be so hot. Gonna- right shirt off yeah i was i i i saw the the, in his brain the workings of should i put a shirt on but he's he's buzzes uh brandon up and i was and i thought he was like well you know i'll just do halvesy i'll do put a shirt on but i'm not gonna button it all the way so you can see my rock and chest hair um (laughs) the best is he tells like i think linda i think something's happening with linda and he goes uh, and, he, and something like along the lines, and Joe Bob brought this up, and he's like, he goes, well, you know, what do we, what should we do? And he's like, I'm going to Big Bear. <laughs> he's like, kind of like because Big Bear is known in California as this like retreat or like a place you go vacation. It's like, it's like we go skiing, and so for him to be like, so Linda's possessed by the devil. Him going, well, I'm going to Big Bear. See you later. It was kind of like, well, fuck you, <laughs> and because he said that like. Joe Bob said when it was first released, when that scene that came up, it, the audience started laughing hysterically because they're like, "Who? Wh- what? You're just gonna leave him with his like fucking possess? Who? You did this to her? Like, um, but we we he's learned, going like, to yeah, he's going to Big Bear because that's where David died. Yeah, so he wants to do a little research about David. Well, Linda just can't fucking stop using that Ouija board by herself. She can't help it. Mm-mm too tempting um she starts using the Ouija board by herself again while brandon and jim are talking and all of a sudden she gets like whipped around and her gorgeous hair gets whipped around <laughs> i whip my hair back and forth I whip my- <laughs> and as this like wall cracks yeah real bad and uh at this point jim comes in and sees her um you know and brandon's gone and uh, so she gets, she goes to the hospital and in the hospital waiting room where Jim is smoking, <laughs> who's sitting with him? 
Detective Doofus. <laughs> Doofus. He- and he's trying to juggle in the <laughs> I believe that these, again, are all weird so choices that this fucking actor made. He's like, I should be sitting here reading this manual about how to juggle. It was like, oh, you do you, dude. Sure, cool. Did, right. you, did you bring that from home? Because we're not buying you a book to okay cool bring like, your own props like juggling so where were you on the night of whatever and he's <laughs> yeah. like what the fuck when are you gonna use that besides like the the policeman's ball every year <laughs> um this is where unfortunately um the nurse comes to jim and it's like you know she's cool she's sedated yeah. but um and this is where we find out that Linda is not pregnant. Right. And so making Jim realize all the crazy shit that she's been doing is not because of that. No. Oh so shit. She's got he's got to um he's gotta go with Brandon. Oh darn, the two of them gotta go on a sexy escapade up to Big Big Bear. Oh, in a bit in a hot car on the road. Mm-hmm. Sure, mm-hmm. hotel room. <laughs> sleaziest looking fucking hotel room yep shifting gears on the open highway uh-huh. <laughs> just some gears um, I go on my own? <laughs> oh it's not till next year the next year <laughs> oh all right it hasn't happened yet sorry so they go up there they they do they go to the the, the big bear library because why not <laughs> well, at least you got a plan in mind well because they I, yeah that i thought that was dumb though because like yeah that's in 1986 yeah that's the first place you go is you right. check the newspaper archives yeah you, you're looking. michael fish right um, they find out that david did in fact die um and then they're like well we'll just call you know we'll we'll reach out to his parents to make sure that like i don't know i don't know what their their what was their hope yeah. about the parents make sure that he oh, really did no. die no d- um to see what kind of a child he was like what or if oh. they experienced anything funny after he died or whatever yeah well, um they, who would know him the best but his parents like because because zarabeth said he was like a tough spirit or whatever yeah um but so they, they go to too. a pay they, yeah they go to a pay phone remember those two things that's two things now kids answering machines and pay phones <laughs> and libraries and, and libraries <laughs> And microfiche, yes. yes, that's right. Now they just to use a uh, a uh, copy machine, and Jesus, they're you know, I don't think they do that anymore either. Um, nah, send oh, a fax. Right. Send a fax to somebody. Oh, um, man. Yeah. So they break into a cemetery because they're going to get an invoice <laughs> with the address of the. Okay, uh, but they find out that they, that. that David's parents died two weeks before. I was like, hold on. That grass on that grave looked pretty like grown in for two weeks prior. I was like, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, And yeah, that was awfully quick to uh, to put that on the marker. Like, you know, takes a while to get that shit on. So they figure we got to do this ourselves. But first we got to go to the hotel room. (laughs) But first... uh, this we need very, to sleep it off. Yeah, very <laughs> sexually tr- tense scene. Um, um, and uh, a lot of overacting, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Thank you, daytime soap operas. (laughs) Yeah, Brandon screams a lot in this movie. Screams. He really does. Um, Jim asks for a a spare toothbrush, and he doesn't have one, and he goes, damn, I hate talking to ghosts with plaque on my teeth. That breaks the tension. And, uh, of course, they're like, we got, since we're in this hotel together by ourselves, we just, you know, got to talk about why we broke up. Right. Um, from that article, it and says, Jen's like, I did not steal Linda from you. Right, I didn't. What's particularly telling is a scene where the men share a hotel room as they travel to hunt down the origins of the spirit they're trying to overtake Linda's consciousness. In this scene, Brendan confesses that he knows Jim didn't steal Linda, but when Jim accuses Brendan of still being in love with her, Brendan stays enigmatically silent. I noticed that. Um, Jim, meanwhile, has shown numerous instances of keeping Linda at an emotional distance by this point, expressing more joy at the prospect of potentially being a father of Linda's child than in being in a relationship with Linda in the first place. This scene shows him confessing to Brandon that he isn't actually in love with Linda and that he's unsure that he has the ability to love anyone. The textuality intended purpose of this exchange is to clearly to set up that the reconnecting with his oldest friend will allow Jim to remove any doubt from his mind that he loves Linda since he's actually capable of uh, the kind of love necessary for deep friendship, but is rather a circuitous route for the narrative. It's almost done. Narrative to take when Linda doesn't have much narrative agency by, by, by herself at this point in the story. As much easier relation, reading of this relationship reveals that Brendan isn't jealous that Jim is with Linda, but rather that Jim is not with Brandon. That Jim's emotional insecurity prevents him from acknowledging a mutual attraction between the two. Sorry, that's a very long... I will put the site... I will cite the sources that I got this from. In yeah, please episode. do. It was um, a good article. It's a very good article because I couldn't say it better myself. Like, I thought it was like, he's more upset. Like, he gets tears... Like, Jim gets tears in his eyes when, he, when they're talking in this scene than any scene he has with Linda any i mean honestly i think the wedding at the very end is probably like the most telling to me like that's the <gasps> spoilers most... <laughs> <laughs> two characters get yeah, married y'all um anyway yeah <laughs> yeah i wrote you know after the scene in the hotel the motel i think it was a motel it might have been yeah it was a motel i was like yeah they're chummy again one of them will die <laughs> and... <laughs> and... You are so good at this, Lee. <laughs> We've made up so you can die peacefully now. Or no, you're not going to die peacefully, but I'll be pe- I'll be at peace when you die. So there right. you go. So but- Brandon heads heads around the corner shop and gets um another Ouija board and Jim's like seriously and like a fancy Brandon's- one, a fancy pastel one. Yeah. And, D- and Brandon's like, how else are we going to talk to David? So they go to the site. I guess um, they find out that David died like in a boating accident of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go to the dock where he died as his spirit would be most active there or whatever. Or most uh, anchored. Strongest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they um, they feel safe about using it there because Linda's supposedly unconscious. So he, that Alfador can't attack her. Yeah. So they talk to David. But she's not unconscious. She's checked herself out of the fucking hospital. She's up and about. Oh, yeah. And her nail polish. This is the first time we have a nail polish change, P.S. This is the red? No. um, It went from, she was, it was red when she went into the hospital and leaving the hospital, they were white. 
Maybe somebody did it while she's in the hospital. That's what I'm wondering if that was a service. Um, Candy Striper oh. came over and did it for her. Candy Striper. Um, so derogatory. So we what? were on the. That's a derogatory thing. Calling them candy strippers. Yes, because it's what? like a, it's like a sexy nurse kind of a thing. That stripper. I, I never put that. I never thought that that was like because they actually like. Sold I always candy. thought that had a, a a sexual connotation to it. No, am I no, crazy? Little, like, like, like teenage girls would do it. It was a job for teenage girls. They had a little. They had like a um an outfit. They had like a almost like overalls. Oh, something. like literal candy striping. Yeah, yeah, like they. Oh, yeah. I was an thinking actual, an actual job. Yeah, it was a, oh. it was a job. Yeah, it was like a, it was like an aid, but they wouldn't do anything medical. Like they would be like, oh, do you need something from the gift shop? I can go down and get it for you. However, now I think there is a sexual connotation to the term. Now I want to make it sexual. Now, <laughs> like, whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Okay. So I wasn't totally making it up. Okay. No, I mean. Um. Sure. 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 Well, anyway, we're on sponge bath by Candy <laughs> Striper uniform on. So we're on the dock. They're talking to David via Ouija board. And David is starting to kind of get upset or something. Right. And because they're asking about, I can't remember the fucking name, Malfador. Malfador. They're getting to the bottom of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Getting to the bottom of their pants. So they're trying to, (laughs) they're talking to David. Yeah. David somehow tells them it's not him who's doing all these things. Yeah. It's evil. It's, it's evil. evil. Malf- and Malf- they ask him about Ma- Malfador and where he is. And they he says, first he says her. I think he meant H-E-R-R-E. Like, he said red it's her. In her. In her. Right her. Not in her. <laughs> but they, it's often said that like, the, you know, spirits can't spell very well, particularly a 10-year-old. I mean, yeah. a 10-year-old would know how to spell here, but um, in fairness, but they were like her what's her oh here and when they realized what he meant boom all these fucking barrels of what i don't know is on it a of fish i don't know i don't know heavy barrels of that were stacked up of something heavy crashes yeah. on both of them um knocking out jim and throwing brandon in the water brandon comes out and is starting to approach jim until something hatches him in the face. Oh. Right in the face. Oh. Attack of the axe hammer. <laughs> Night of the living axe hammer. Oh. Because we get and these. So death. when we get the axe hammer, it's just like it's axe view. It's axe hammer view, point of view. So yeah, it's like cut, shot, axe hammer throwing. Next shot. Brandon falling in the water going, you know. Yeah, it's... and we get a ghost point of view a lot in this movie too. So it's just like zoomy ghost view. Oh, the first we don't see Malfador here. I think we see it a, a few like just a few minutes ago when um Linda had yeah. a dream, right? That's the first time we see Malfador, right? Right, right. At, and he's like this old dude. Yeah, we see her, we see him twice. Well, we see him in picture form, <laughs> and then we see him. He's in. He's like visual, like 
in person twice because the second time will be coming up yeah. uh, when he inhabits her body. Which it's fine. We could say it here. He inhabits her body. Yeah. So, um, because that's what they, they ultimately want. I did it to say, I thought the acting here, like, because David, David, or sorry, um, Jim gets out of the water. Yeah. Um, Sees Brandon. Well, or... No, first he's like, he's missing. He doesn't know where Brandon's at. And I actually think that, that the acting for both of them here, because you, you see so many horror movies where somebody gets like axed in the face or they get knocked out by shit and they get up and they're like, fine. This one, I was oh, like, oh yeah. He I was like Jim's stumbling around. Was decent, like him's trying to struggle, like him very dazed because he got and, hit and hit in the head to the point where he was bleeding yeah like I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and so I was like, if anybody's ever been concussed you know like, yeah like he was the reason why you throw up like it's it's you know yeah. fucks you up well and he's like as he's um he's trying to wash his face off of the blood and um mm, mm. That's where he finds, or uh, does he like come out of the water at him? Yeah, I think it might have been his last like hurrah. Death throw- yeah, hurrah! hurrah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he- uh, Brandon comes out of the water to at Jim, and he dies in in Jim's arms. And we find first of all the the acting here. It ended up being rather nice, but at first, in like he wasn't like, "Oh my god!" He was like, "Oh no, oh my god, oh no!" And then cries. And like, <laughs> you couldn't put a little more in your voice, maybe. Well, like because we do know him to be kind of stoic or whatever yeah. about emotional situations, but he does cry out. He does eventually, and that same article. Well, my first note was: Is, is Brennan really dead? Though I feel like I wasn't sure. Um, and uh, it says it's an unprecedented level, unprecedented level of emotional outburst from Jim, and is never replicated. Not even in the final showdown where kill- Linda is entirely possessed, and Jim thinks he has to kill her. This is the most emotion we get from him at all because they just made up. <sighs> So sad. So now Jim just leaves. I was like, you're going to call anybody? He's going to... Okay. Well, he goes... This is important. So he goes back to that corner shop where Brandon had right. bought the Ouija board, to yeah. talks to that chick, and um, he asks her about Malfador, I guess. Right. And she knows who that is. And she shows him a book about where Malfador used to live. And it's the same house where their apartment is. Right. And we find out that he had cut, like, chopped up a bunch of people in the 1930s. Yeah. So, um, and it's, it's actually the same book that uh, Zara Beth was looking at, looking through mm-hmm. right before she died. Right so, before she died. Um, okay. So this is what we all came here for. Tawny contained naked in the shower. Um, there we go. <laughs> but first, she's floating around the castle in her peach satin nightgown. Oh, that's thank you. Robe. <laughs> right, that was gorge. And her, her her coral lipstick throughout this movie. Don't think I didn't clock that. <laughs> I mean, they had they had those wind machines in the right places, man. Oh yes, yeah, they did. She yeah, looked angelic. Because we're, we're we're glossing over all of her. She has like four or five dream sequences, but I don't think they make don't much care. in the movie, so it doesn't matter. It was slowed um, down. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> but this scene. Man, she's got some nice boobs. 
She has nice boobs. They're decent. Yeah. She's got a nice little figure. Um, what I really liked about this scene though is that she she's I wrote, Good girl, you take that towel, wrap it around your hand, it's the break yep. the glass. I was like, so fucking smart. Yeah. Um, um and so cause she gets locked in the shower by Malfator. And yeah. um so she breaks the glass to get out. Um <laughs> then she gets out and we see that she's got cuts on her body yeah then we come back to her and they're gone they're gone i was like okay continuity error that's fine well they changed her polish as often as they changed her the cuts on her right um so we flash to it seems to be morning but i'm like i can't have been that i mean i don't know i mean it took them all night to drive i guess but it does, like, from what I understand, it's only, two, it's only a two-hour drive. So I don't, that's what Joe Bob says. But, I mean, but, you know, we don't, I don't know that. So, anyhow, uh, Jim shows up and his the fucking apartment's been, like, wrecked. Yeah, completely wrecked. Shredded. Completely wrecked. And Linda's got her funeral fedora on. And she is full possession. She fully is. possessed by Malfador. And tries to kill Jim. And they have a standoff. And do the whole you know and then he finally confesses that he loves her and she's choking him out <laughs> right um i so, mean that's how it happened for me i don't know about you guys <laughs> it's good for me yeah, yeah. <laughs> also letter openers played key roles in True. both of these films but yes here, they do Holler out like, to oh, the letter opener. A, a letter opener right right out of my grasp. There it is. <laughs> Almost there. Almost. Yeah. Well, and he she's got this like possessed voice and everything too. And um that I thought was cool. I thought it was cool that they layered the voices. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that just was like sweet. a spooky voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I liked then, the voice that the guy's voice that they used. Well, it was probably the, was the same deep. photographer. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Like you look he spooky and you sound voice. spooky too. Huh? He did. It was actually me. Um <laughs> when I have a cold. Yeah. yeah. It's um, <laughs> this is where we get our favorite our favorite detective breaks in. Trains a gun on Jim. It's pretty much like, how about all that shit you just left up at Big Bear? Like that dead body that you left up at Big Bear. Um but uh Linda doesn't, you know, Linda attacks the detective. So he's thinking that like he's gonna save Linda. Nope. Um we've learned that Jim is the portal it's not linda jim is the portal and uh i didn't understand that when they were doing the when doing the ouija board at one point the planchette is just pointing at jim just pointing at him they had made it they he asked a question in particular yeah um and it's i can't remember what the question was but it, it was very along the lines of um I can't remember what what exactly they asked, but it was like, it was, are you angry at somebody or are you mad at somebody? And it was pointing right at Jim. So I don't know. It doesn't matter. Whatever movie. Whatever. Fine. All we need to know is, is Malfader <laughs> says Linda's mine as long as you live. So yeah. he's got to shoot himself to close the portal. But instead, this 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 was I, this was pretty great. This was pretty great. It was pretty cheesy and great. <laughs> This portal stays open, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like twenty four seven, like McDonald's, never gonna close. Um, uh, he decides to he's gonna shoot that Ouija board. He's gonna shoot it. 
Um, and it spins in the air as he's shooting it. So nice. Ah. Um, but um, Malfweeder decides just to push him the fuck out the window, and he dies. Wait, what? Because <laughs> we get the next scene, and it looks like a funeral at first, mm-hmm. and then there's this little old lady that they keep <laughs> showing, and she's smiling, and there's this tear. I was like, wow, this bitch is cold smiling at a funeral. Wow. And it's not. It's a wedding. Yeah, Jim. Jim's alive. He just has Jim. a neck brace. Whatever movie. Jim and Linda get married. The end. What the fuck ever movie? Yeah. Oh, not quite the end. Because we go back to the apartment. That landlady's and... like probably fucking done with everybody in this fucking apartment. Yeah. She's like y- y'all are out of here. <laughs> yeah. I want my security. To- I'm keeping. No, your they're, security not get- deposit. Yeah, they're not getting their security deposit back. <laughs> Show. Um, and we get, you know, oh, I remember playing with those when I was a child. And she's like, and the other girl with her is like, I didn't realize they were that old. <laughs> like, <Bunch. laughs> okay. So they throw it in, right. They throw it in a box. And what what does she say? She says, I wonder if it still works with all those holes in it. And then we get a close up on the yes of the Ouija board. And then the planchette, boop, <laughs> over the yes. Spooky. Spooky. And That's credits. It. Yep. Yay. All right. Let's rate this bitch. Rate this bitch. I used to use the hard T because it sounds awful I'm, if I don't. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you did. Yeah. Great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this bitch. Oh, God. Um, so we'll start with blood and gore. So I, I don't know if you are familiar with our rating system, Lee. Um, we do um, a rating system of one out of five. And we have four categories. Blood and gore. Spooky scary. Sex and nudity. And fun and entertainment. So we will start with blood and gore. Best out of five. I Uh, give it it a two for blood and gore. There wasn't too much of it. There really wasn't. There was a blood. I mean, you know, people bleeding. The hatchet in the face. The hatchet via throat slit. The the impaling of the sundial. Oh, yeah. That was pretty gnarly. So I'm going to say two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. wasn't a whole lot. No, no. I mean, so <laughs> we've got it. Like, we there's ones that we know are like fives. But so, oh yeah, yeah. This is two. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, spooky, scary. Was it scary? Were you scared? A couple of jump scares were annoying. Um, a jump scares annoy the fuck out of me. Yeah, I'm gonna say one. <laughs> Sorry, one. <laughs> I give it a three. Yeah. It was like, there was some moderate spookiness. Yeah. You know, the graveyard was all like, you know, fog machines and graveyards are pretty spooky to me. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I'll split down the, I'll split in the middle and go two. Okay. Yeah. Um, It was a a decent plot. It was a decent movie. It wasn't really, wasn't bad. No, I tried. I like, I like it. I, 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 I like it. So I will probably watch it again 
not maybe not anytime soon, but I will watch yeah. it again. Yeah. In the near future. But yeah. Uh sex and nudity. One and a half. One and a half. Agreed. One and a half. I'm gonna say two just because we see we see Bush and we see we see boobs and they have quote unquote sex. So we don't see it, but they do have sex. So I'm gonna say two. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And last but not least, fun and entertainment. Did you like it? Did you have fun? I did like it. Yeah? Good. I'm gonna go three and a half. I was gonna say three and a half too, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say three. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. It was decently done. Yeah. It wasn't too it wasn't too overly cheesy where you were rolling your eyes. Um boy, the the sexual tension though. Wow. I mean, I guess that could ratchet up too. That could ratchet up that number two because Mm -hmm. sexual tension. Even though there's no sex, there's yeah. No tree rapes. It's very tense. No tree rapes. Hashtag no tree rapes. Yeah, so Evil Dead has a number of tree rapes in it. And so it's always on our rating now. Well, did it tree rape somebody? No? Okay. No? Okay, that's the new standard now. <laughs> very embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yay, that's Witchboard, you guys. So we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about... <laughs> Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker or Night Warning, depending on which makes it it's a shorter title, but it makes less sense, to be honest. Yeah, because the first one doesn't make much sense in the first place, but no. You know. Whatever. You'll have that. We'll come back we'll, to it. We're back in two and two. 